Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. Um, Almany said that she, she feels like, see, I think this is how the voice note went. She feels kind of like singing, preaching thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, she had just felt the Lord speak to her about <clears throat> ministering the Word in song. And, um, and we were like, that's amazing, you know. Um, we definitely want to create a platform for that. So, um, Elmeri, we, we love you. You've been around. You're a, a daughter and a friend and a sister. Um, we're so excited about the, the gift that God has placed on your life. Um, we love the, yeah, the authenticity with which you do life and your relationship with God and... Um, and not, not settling for theoretical answers, um, but really wanting to get to God's heart um, and fighting for revelation and fighting for who He really is. Um, so we're so blessed that we get to sit under this tonight. And uh, let's just make her feel even more welcome. church. I, thanks for this opportunity. Um, yeah, it's really an honor and I told my mom about it and she's my biggest fan so she was all excited and my dad is like, it's a very big responsibility. <laughs> so it's an honor but it's also a responsibility 
Um, I had the incredible opportunity of going to Bethel's worship school in 2016, which is a sermon on its own. Um, but they showed us a video clip in one of the first sessions, which um, the experiment most of you, well, probably a lot of you will know. Um, all the engineers can help me later with the technical terms and whatnot. Um, but what they showed was how basically the science of sound. So they would put a steel plate down and then send sound waves through the steel plate with powder or sand or something on top of this plate. And then as the sound waves move through it, you see the various different patterns being formed. And as they change the frequency, the pattern will change. Um, and that image really stuck with me because even in the light of Genesis where God spoke the earth into creation, um, to my intellectual mind, um, it's so powerful to know that sound, and as we worship, moves physical matter. Um, yeah, and it's with that that I'm standing here tonight and bringing the piano um, and song and trusting that God will use the fish and the bread and, and feed. Um, in intercession, I was reminded of when I was younger, very, very young, like pre-primary, pre, pre and my mom used to give me a, a tissue and she would kiss with a lipstick on the tissue so that I you know, carry that little bit of her with me, so I would carry <laughs> the tissue with me. Um, and I don't know why oh, the Lord reminded me of that, but um, I'm really trusting that, yeah, that, um, that God will come tonight and just give you that, that little piece that you can carry with, with you um, where you go, and just like a piece, of, a piece of Him and a reminder that He's with you. So, yeah, I, I would like you to just close your eyes and as we start and um, yeah, and just listen to to what God is singing over you tonight. It's not too late, 
those of you who know me well will know that I love to express how I feel. So my poor flatmate, um, Charlotte, um, when we first moved in together, she, one, she told me one day, she's like, you're a verbal processor. <laughs> so poor Charlotte has to listen to my verbal processing um, to express and try and explain how my day was and how I feel. Um, and I can be quite irritating, so especially when I see something beautiful, like a beautiful view or a little baby <laughs> or something beautiful, I can irritate you and I will tell you over and over again, this is so beautiful. <gasps> can you see how beautiful it is? Wow, can you believe we're standing here? I will literally go on and on until you agree with me or acknowledge that I find this beautiful. Um, yeah, something happens in our hearts when we see. When we see something beautiful, something naturally, want, we want to respond to it. We want to express when we see something, that something is happening when we see. And at the same worship school, Bill Johnson, who's the main pastor there, asked the group of people, um, the question is like, why, why doesn't Jesus enter the room when we worship? Why doesn't he physically come? He's resurrected. He's alive. Why doesn't he physically come into the room when we worship or when we pray? And he answered and he said, because then our worship would be involuntary. Um, we would have no choice but to fall down on our faces and worship him. So on this side of eternity, we can choose to worship voluntarily. And um, I see that in the account where Jesus was born, so in Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus, where the wise men came and they followed the star to the place where Jesus was born. And when they, in the scripture in Matthew says, when the wise men saw Jesus, saw the child, they fell down and worshipped him. And then they opened up their treasures. And they started giving him gold and frankincense and everything that was so valuable to them after they seen the child. So something happens when we see him. And there's a scripture in John 14 where the disciples um, yeah, realized that desire and Philip, this was when Jesus was telling them, I'm going away and I'm preparing a place for you and um, going to the Father. And then Philip actually told, told Jesus, but um, Lord, just show us the Father and that will be enough for us. So he realized that I just want to see because this being that I'm seeing <laughs> will be enough for me. Now, um, I'm quite blind. Um, I wear contact in the natural. Um, <laughs> jokes. Um, so I'm quite blind. So if anyone feel they have a gift of healing, please come and pray afterwards for me. I have been praying for it a lot because um, I'm always saying like, what if it's the end times and we're somewhere in the mountains and then I can't like deal with contact lenses at that stage. So please come and pray for me for healing. Um, but yeah, so um, I really desire to see better perfectly in the natural um, and about a year ago, I went to the ophthalmologist, practice that uh, word, cat, uh, ophthalmologist, and they do all sorts of tests. So they put stuff in your eyes and they dilate your, uh, dilate, dilate, dilate your pupils. And 
not a very fun experience for me because eventually I end up on my back with the expensive doctor trying to explain to me what he's going to do because I almost fainted when he came with this big eye and he's like, I will cut away this, you know, layer and I'm going to do this. Um, and after that, being embarrassed for fainting in front of ophthalmologist, I exited the building and everything was bright and white. All the buildings were bright and white and the sun was shining um, and I couldn't find my Uber because the Uber was white as well. So, and my pupils were dilated, so everything was in my face. Um, I couldn't see. Um, yeah, but I think in the same way that I want to see in the natural, I also want to see in the spiritual. I also want my spiritual eyes, like Paul prays for the church in Ephesus, and that my spiritual eyes will be enlightened. But unfortunately, um, our sight is limited. Um, yeah, as human beings, we cannot see God. Um, scripture says that if we see God, we will die. Um, and there's a few scriptures um, that I want to highlight. The first is in Exodus. So this is Moses, who has seen so many miracles, and he knows God, he knows the word, um, he's seen God acted, and yet he asked God, and he said, like, Lord, God, show me, show me your glory. I want to see your glory. And in Exodus um, 33, God replied and said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. Um, and Isaiah 59 explains it nicely where it says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So because we live in this fallen world, um, we cannot see God. Um, Hebrews 12 reiterates that. And yeah, it says, strive for peace with everyone um, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Um, but what is so... Yeah, so it's so clear that God is holy and pure and glorious, um, and we are not. And therefore, we cannot come into his presence and see him and live. And yeah, we can even, in the natural, understand that. If you enter a room that is clean and white carpets and a white tablecloth, you are so aware of the fact that you might have stepped something you know, outside, or you're aware of a cup of coffee in your hand, um, and yeah, when I would probably not mind me sharing this, but at her wedding day, she obviously the bride. You know, is, everything is about the bride, and she's wearing this beautiful white dress. And I don't know what I'm doing. It's like number one not to do. But I stood with a glass of red wine, talking to Una, being super excited, and it spilled like all over her wedding dress. So we were like, ah ran into the bathroom trying to clean like this, that she, you know, she hired the dress. So, yeah, there's something, something, we realize that we are so dirty when we're close to something um, that is pure and white. Um, so, I'm thankful for Una, that's a covenant friend. Um, but, yeah, it really shows us something about what Jesus has come to do for us. So, he didn't leave us in that state. And if I understand God's heart to an extent, I believe that he really wants to reveal himself to us. Um, 
Yeah, so Jesus comes with with hope for us. Um, in Psalm 24, it says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? Only he who has clean hands and a pure heart. And then the promise comes in 1 John. But if we confess with our sins, our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us, to forgive our sins and to clean us from all unrighteousness. It's another scripture in Matthew 5, where it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Um, and by that, we all know that we are disqualified to see God. But then again, the promise that Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy. So not only did Jesus come to make a way for us to see God, but Jesus was actually the perfect representation of who God is. We can look to Jesus um, yeah, and see God.
one of my um, battles is to move from a place of religion to relationship with God. Um, you know, and I believe that a revelation of the cross um, you know, is what we need to do that. I can, you know, I'm, I'm very good at telling you exactly what a Christian should do, should think, should feel, what a child should do, what a colleague should do, what a friend should do, and I'm even better at telling you how I'm not reaching any of those shoots. Um, you know, and, it, and I believe that it's only when we come to a place of the cross and the covenant love um, that Jesus has for us that we can realize that um, it's only Jesus that, that qualifies us. Um, and because of that, um, we are able to, to see him. And so I love to, to travel to different nations um, on missions. And um, the last mission trip um, we did was to Bhutan. And what really challenged me with that is how that church serves God, prays, fasts. Um, yeah, it's really um, so, so encouraging and so challenging. The whole church fasts three, three days a week. Whole church. Three days every week. Tuesdays, they fast for healing, or if you are, um, if, yeah, if your relationship with God is broken, um, Tuesdays, that's what they pray for. Fridays, they pray for the lost, and Saturdays, they pray for the, for the service the next day. They pray and fast. Um, it, yeah, it's just so, so challenging, and they live in a country where they are persecuted for their faith, and the number one prayer request is God, please give us boldness to go and share the gospel. Um, and it's just so challenging. But for me, that um, easily fall back to religion. Um, I always joke and tell Henny that I'm a baby Pharisee. Um, to not think I have to and I should um, do this and this and this, but to move into a place of in the presence of God and because what of what Jesus has done for us, move to a place of relationship and not doing it out of rule-based, rule but because of love. Um, yeah, I really believe that that is the key also for us to go and to do what God has called us to do um, from that place. Thank you. 
After Jesus was resurrected from the grave, he appeared to a number of people. And um, I've highlighted some of the scriptures. And yeah, it's so beautiful to see how people responded when they actually saw Jesus. Um, Mary, after Jesus um, actually spoke Mary's name, she realized it's Jesus standing in front of her. It's as if her eyes opened. Um, and Yes, Jesus commanded her to go and witness and tell, tell the others that he's alive. But I am sure Mary um, didn't go like, okay, is this the time to, to go and witness? Um, do I have enough money? Maybe I can do it next time. Or maybe I should pray about it. Um, I'm sure she run, ran um, like crazy to go and tell the people that she saw Jesus and that he's alive. Um, our good friend Thomas, Thomas and I, were like this. Um, <laughs> when he saw Jesus, he believed. He had greater faith to do more than he could ever imagine. When we see Jesus, faith grows in our hearts and in our spirits to do more than we can ever imagine. Um, the disciples, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, Scripture says that they were glad, they rejoiced. So when we see the Lord, there's joy in our hearts, um, heaviness lifts, um, chains are broken, we can rejoice. And one of my favorite images is where the disciples went out fishing, and Simon Peter, when he realized it's Jesus that he's seeing, um, jumped out of the boat, ran to Jesus. He left everything behind that what he was busy with. He left his work. He left that which he is dependent on. He left that which he puts his trust in. Um, yeah, and my heart is really that, yeah, that we would long to see God and experience his presence so that all of those things will come from, from us involuntary. Um, that we will run to people to witness involuntary, that we would rejoice that we will see that happening, um, your heaviness lifting and people being healed, um, that we will have greater faith. Thomas ended up being, taking the gospel to India, um, yeah, and that we will be willing to actually lay down our lives for the Lord um, yeah, as, we, as we see him. And yeah, as we end off, um, I've asked Louis to just come and play the song with me. Yo, and I, I would like us to just stand.
or my prayer tonight um, is that which Paul has prayed over the church.
Thanks for listening to this message from Shofa Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofa.jarberg.